is that same with pumpkin beers? Yes. Yeah. All that. You're not, not going to find a pumpkin beer in February. No. I mean, you might from the previous year, but you probably won't find it in like June. Or I don't want to find it ever. <laughs> <laughs> You're not that basic. Not that basic. Alrighty, guys. Today on Careers Over Beers podcast, I'm interviewing a beer sales rep. I think that's right. Is that right? That is. That's correct. Representative, I'm assuming. Is Representative, what that for? yeah. Yeah. So it's that kind of ties lingo. in with this podcast, right? Careers over beers. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That that kind of goes together. <laughs> I like it. And what are we drinking here? We are drinking truly lemonade. Truly lemonade. Oh yeah. Seltzers. They. They are seltzers, but they are truly delicious. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I don't know about a beer sales rep that comes in bringing seltzers on a podcast. You know, I hear that a lot about seltzers, but I feel like they get a bad rap. I, Why? I, you know, a lot of people say they don't have a whole lot of flavor or there's too much of a dry a dryness to dryness it. Dryness to it. But I like, personally like the lemonades because there's a little bit more sugar in them. Yeah. They're a little bit sweeter, so. You're already doing a pretty shitty job at selling beer, though. <laughs> selling seltzers. Yeah. I guess it's all the same. Well, you know, it's you. All, it's it's winter time, so seltzer season's technically over. Is it? Uh, I think everybody's <laughs> done worrying about their summer bod, and they're worrying more about their, their wintertime bod. So they're not I know watching I'm, what they're yeah. drinking. You got to put on at least 10 pounds every winter. You're not a man. Oh, I put on 10 pounds at least a week. <laughs> I didn't, you know, it upsets me that we live in a society where we have seltzer season. That bugs me. You know, personally, I think it's just drink what you like. True. Do, do, do what you like, whatever makes you happy. No, There's- I'm just talking shit, man. I agree. <laughs> I drink whatever the guest wants on this podcast. Oh, I, don't I know. Give a, I don't give a shit. So. You said earlier you wanted me to shotgun this. Oh, I do. I want to. I want to see you shotgun that. You're, <laughs> you're saying you've only ever had it truly once before. Yeah, I, this is a this. There's two firsts going on here. I've never had seltzer on the podcast, and I've never shotgun on the podcast. Well, yeah, you know, so first time this, for everything. This might be really embarrassing, <laughs> honestly, or it could be really awesome. I don't know. Do people think that's awesome? See, my, look, I, my shotgun tool doesn't even open a seltzer correctly. Here. Hold on, there we go. Need my knife. I got it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Shotgunning seltzers. Is this Aww. what this podcast has become? This is, you know, <laughs> you go from uh, bourbon to seltzers. It's a Whatever big, it is, big difference. You are a pretty good salesman getting me to shotgun one of these. Well, I try. <laughs> All right, here we go. Woo, like a champ. Do it. Oh, you're getting old. You're getting slow. I'm out of my element. Ooh. Normally, I'm not in front of a microphone <laughs> at a booth when I'm shotgunning. Yeah. <laughs> Usually down on a knee with a spring off ice, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could have made you drink that. I would have done that. Oh, I, we got a new... Uh, that might be the first seltzer I've ever shotgunned. Yeah. Look at all the firsts going on tonight. I'm I losing know. my virginity to everything. Dude, it goes down like water. That's what everybody, that's why I try to tell people. Like, it oh, really you, does. You, you drink them? You drink them? Why are you drinking those fruity little girl drinks? You know what? Hey. No I, laws. It, well, whoa, whoa. Oh. Is that a sore spot? It is. Come on now. 
don't uh you don't like white claw <laughs> i gotta be all about that product you know tell me about your product bro what do you actually do all day oh stress out <laughs> so i've been with standard beverage for just under three years now and for the last year or so i've been in a sales relief position filling in for merchandisers and sales reps depending on who needs off or somebody's sick wherever going all over the state everywhere from like goodland down dark city so i go everywhere and so i have the experience and i have the background and i have the practice but it's a whole lot different when it's your ass on the line it's your money yeah so getting in front of these accounts trying to sell these products is easy but when you're trying to tell accounts hey you know i'm targeted on this big huge display and they don't they don't really like being told how to run their businesses and it's not so much little mama pop shops like you know krauss's over here it's the big chains or whatever Tell me, tell me, like, break it down and tell me exactly what you're talking about when you're saying these accounts. So I've got packaged liquor accounts, which are going to be your liquor stores. Uh Uh-huh. And then I have chain accounts, which are going to be, like, your grocery stores. Walmarts, Dillon's, uh, Casey's. And you're representing all of these. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in all of these accounts representing our products, um, trying to get in new displays, new products items uh-huh. uh whatever's gonna whatever's gonna sell right and some of these bigger chain accounts such as a walmart or dylan's kind of they don't really like to be told what they have to have so it's my job to Imagine sell them that. on it yeah yeah hey it's like hey we know that your corporate headquarters has stated that you guys have to have this display but they don't want it. When you mean display, are you talking about like when you walk into Walmart and you see a big exactly. sign that says yeah. truly lemonade? Yeah, anytime you walk into a Walmart, for example, and you're walking down the main aisle and there's usually that train of, they call it a beer train. Yeah. Those pallets of beer. Uh-huh. Those are the displays that it is our job to sell into these accounts. So, so you got- go to Walmart and you'll say, hey... We have this new Truly Lemonade coming out, and we need you to display this in your store. Exactly. Yeah, we go whatever. It's usually a new item, such as, like, for example, our newest one we have with Truly is the Truly Holiday Pack, which is a first time Truly's ever done a limited release. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't make me drink those today. No, I wouldn't have done that to you. <laughs> those, as much of a fan of Truly as I am, I'm... That would have been super salesy, right? <laughs> Plug in your that product. Would have, I, you know what? I, I debated about bringing in a whole bag of products and having you try everything. That would have been really cool. Yeah. I would have done that. If yeah. we ever do a follow-up someday, maybe we'll do that. Oh, yeah. I can do that. Yeah. Get all those samples and get all the new stuff and let you taste it. Before so is this market. is this you showing off what you do, or is this what you actually like to drink? This It's a little bit of both. I yeah. personally, my go-to went from Coors Light to truly yeah and that's a huge turnaround but i mean in the job they want you to be about the product and sure when when you have the portfolio we have it's really hard to find something you don't like we've got everything from 
Medellin Corona to Sam Adams, truly. Um, we've got craft beer. We've got imports. Um, we've got Frio Jenny Light. <laughs> yeah, we've got... Frio Light. Frio Light, exactly. Yeah, we've Fortunately, got I've had the displeasure of drinking that before. You know, a lot of people have. and But I mean, at what, 15, 16 bucks a 30-pack? You can't beat it. You really can't. <laughs> <laughs> what are you beat, trying to beat, though? There's nothing really less than that. I know. Right? And <laughs> that's what the people want. You get, I guess. You get as much bang for your buck. Hey, if you would have said, I'm bringing Frio Light on here, I would have drank it today. I would have, too. It wouldn't have bothered me. Hey, if you were supplying it, yeah, I would drink it. Which I don't, I, you know, it goes cold beer and free. Well, depending on who you ask, it goes free beer and cold beer. Free beer, then cold beer. Yeah. And then warm beer. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like pizza. Even shitty beer is still there for you. When you yeah, exactly. Even gas station pizza, as bad as it is, it's pretty freaking good. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and depending on the gas station, I've had some pretty bad gas station pizza. But even pretty years. bad gas station pizza is still pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> true. But the school's the exception. The school square little pizzas that we see, those are terrible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are like prison style pizzas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're way off topic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so we were talking about your products that you have, right? Do you do, uh, like, bourbons and stuff, too? So, I'm just the beer sales rep. But okay. we have sales reps that do um, spirits. So, so, we have full book reps who sell everything. They sell spirits, wines, beer, you know, yeah, everything. And then it's typically different departments. We've got premium beer. We have the... Spirits division, we have the wine division, and we have the on-premise division, which deals with um, bars, restaurants, clubs, that sort of thing. So you're not dealing with bars or restaurants or any of that? I have about four accounts, maybe mm-hmm. three accounts that I do uh, deal with that are in my territory on the Hutch and McPherson area just because it's quite a ways away from you know the Wichita warehouse and so I'm the closest one out there and so you just took it over yeah I yeah. I picked up this I got this position I got promoted into this position that was these accounts were already on oh nice the person's route so I inherited promoted it, recently I yeah yeah just uh it's like third week on the job oh no shit <laughs> yeah congratulations man thanks man yeah cheers thanks pretty excited about it mm-hmm so in a position like yours, are you able to say, I'm going to take over these accounts because I want to go this direction or I want to take over more accounts? Or do you have a boss that's saying, like, you're doing this? Oh, How does it work? I'm kind of – this is like a unique position. I'm not real familiar with something like you do. So I'm still trying to get a feel for it exactly. And the person before me had it, and she was a little more – on premise, that was where her background was. So I feel like she was trying to do a little bit more with the um, the bars and restaurants, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, trying to expand her um, her accounts and everything. So, which I mean, so they let you kind of run with it in your own direction. Yeah, yeah, you, you can. Like, there's so one of our sales reps 
Tyler Winter um, has the jump start here in Colwich, and for a time he had Krause's, and it really kind of just depends just because what area you are, if it's more convenient or nearby mm-hmm. um, proximity. But, I mean, things are always changing. They're always rerouting people and stuff. And I mean, even for my district manager, he's getting rerouted here uh, in the next month or so. So he's going from, like, western Kansas out in Goodland and Hayes and all that, and he's moving up to, um, like, Hutch. Hutch and McPherson area, which is my territory, uh, all the way up to like Salina and Manhattan. He's taking that over, so it's constantly changing and it's constantly evolving. It yeah, just a job like yours is super territorial, then. Like yeah, it's, it's, yeah, they try to split people up into markets. They so that it's all fairly evenly distributed. Um, but I mean, you've got accounts that are going to be competitors. Like I've got. Um, I've got three liquor stores uh, in McPherson. I've got two liquor stores in Hutch, and they're very, very competitive, which, I mean, it, it's they? a very competitive business. But And you have to represent oh, yeah. competing yeah, you do. businesses. Exactly. you gotta, you got to be able to – the best way I've, I've heard it is got to treat your smallest account the same way you would treat your – largest count you got to make them feel as important as your largest sure and, yeah you know it's a little hard sometimes but uh luckily i've i've got all great accounts do you yeah so you use that term account is that a term that you guys use for your books and everything yeah and, and, and yeah that's our really when you say an account you're talking about a business right exactly yes and an account is it's and it's a business it's a it's a company or it's a um so it's like a think of it like a bank account mm-hmm. or for us for our books uh, for you guys it's like a bank account almost yeah. yeah so we got these different bank accounts mm-hmm. different accounts set up for uh payment receiving shipping products and everything distribution and that's Is- just kind of the term that we use in the industry yeah i've heard that term before i just sometimes it's unclear to people maybe that they don't know what you're talking about exactly, yeah. but it, it, and the gist of it is you're representing a business, exactly, or yeah, yeah, or and a, it, a, and maybe a big corporation sometimes, like Walmart. yeah. And, and at the end of the day, it's my job is based. A big part of it is human connection. <clears throat> I mean, right, you're a salesman. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you gotta have at the core. Yeah, you have to have that. Um, you have to have that connection with a person. You got to have that kind of relationship, that one-on-one uh, experience. Because it doesn't matter if somebody's a uh, CEO, a CEO, or you know, just a salesperson at a family mom and pop right. store. You know, you go into a you go into a store, and you are trying to sell yourself, and you're constantly selling yourself not everything is going to be hey buy this product but i mean it it think of it as like a job interview you're selling yourself. you want to be the most you know approachable person exactly. ever right you want to yeah. look good you want to smell good you want to talk do. nicely it's a it's all about being it's professional because nobody wants to really do business with somebody that's walking in there looking like a slob right right 
Yeah. And is it so is it similar to other sales jobs in the fact that or in the sense I guess that you can make more money with the more accounts you handle, the more businesses you represent? Is there commission or is it so is it a set salary? We've got a base salary which is um very minimal. Right. And then a big part of our salary is based on um incentives we are very incentively yeah incentively driven uh-huh so the we have numbers that we have to hit each month that are based on our sales from the previous year so i've inherited these numbers from the past sales reps and if i hit that dollar goal or that case goal or whatever it might be for the month then i get paid that set amount okay so i've got it's based on distribution and then oh i I guess let's call it uh goals the yeah so i've got i've got my pods my points of distribution Mm -hmm. those are new uh new displays or getting new products into stores and then i've got like my so really like your goal my money goal that i gotta hit your money goal that you have yeah. to hit. but if you had like one goal like if we broke it down and said this is what you're trying to do the best every day at, it's to get newer products into these places these accounts that you have no i would say my my goal personally as of right now is i'm still in the position where i'm developing these relationships okay so me personally at this point in time my goal every day I walk into an account is to build that relationship, get to know the person a little bit better, you know, try to find common grounds. Um, I got gotcha. you. Get, get to know them a little better and, you know, almost develop a friendship with them so that... They trust you. Yeah, they trust me and they're willing to let me take care of them and, and return. They'll I see. Me. Yeah, that makes more sense to me now. Yeah, the first thing, one of the first things I learned in this industry was if you take care of your sales reps, they'll take care of you. And on the flip side, it works exactly that way. It's like, has that been take, true so far? Oh, yeah. I mean, extremely. <clears throat> yeah. Well, if they trust you and you're like a friend, I mean, if you do become like a friend to them, then you get all those perks. It'd be like, a friend that you had from high mm-hmm. school running his own place, right? Exactly. You're, they hook you up. You're a lot more likely to let somebody bring in a new product Mm -hmm. or you know try something that sounds a little crazy that you're not sure like oh no truly season pack oh Oh, yeah oh oh, (laughs) no hey the lemonade was crazy enough yeah who wants to who wants to bring out a new seltzer when it's getting cold out (laughs) in the middle of winter right yeah apparently people do we're in that world now we're we're in that seltzer phase i think hey i so everybody's getting to be health health conscious right right and watching watching what they eat watch what they drink and i think that's why seltzers are blowing up so, i mean look at this it's 100 calories uh what three three carbs one one gram of sugar one gram of sugar yeah that's nothing five percent five percent which is actually higher than most light beers yeah higher than your bud lights or yeah. whatever yeah I get it, dude. I really do. And most people claim not to be as hungover the next day. Yeah, it's 
the sugar. And <clears throat> I mean, if you that's all the, thing the crap. With like bourbon, mm-hmm. people are drinking uh, bourbon and Coke or whatever. It's that sugar in it that's gonna cause you. Oh to hang yeah, over. a lot of people started drinking their bourbons with water. And I'm one of those. Oh yeah, I am too. I uh, hit a point where I'm like, I can't keep doing. You know, ten cokes with Jack in them every single night. I mean, it's just it's gross. You know. Oh yeah. It, it makes you feel like shit. You that's, wake up in the morning. I think and that's you're like, one Ugh. of the reasons I personally prefer Trulies and Seltzers is because if I'm gonna be drinking, I'm gonna be drinking a lot. Yeah. And I hated that bloated, hungover feeling. Right when like, you when you have like ten beers mm-hmm. or fifteen if you're a college person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, so I don't know. It's it's a little lighter. It's, still gets the job done. It tastes good. I, mean, I you know I talk shit, but they're good. They're actually a tasty beverage. Um, let's uh let. Can you explain to me how you got into this position? Where did this all begin? So surely you didn't wake up. When you were 10 years old and say, I want to be a beer sales rep someday. No, no. I So about eight years ago, I was working at the quick shop there in Mays, right? Mm-hmm. And right across the street was Mays Discount Liquor. And the manager, the former owner, Natasha, would come in uh, all the time. It's right across the street. You got to grab lunch, get whatever. So sure. she was always in there. And I got chatting with her one day and found out, oh, you know, she's a manager. Uh, so I was like, hey, what do I have to do to get a job like that? A liquor store job sounds like fun. Hey, I'm, what, 22 years old, you know. And she's like, well, we're not really hiring. We're not really hiring. And I bugged the ever-living hell out of her. Did I, you? I hit her up. Every single time she came in for like a month and a half, two months, I was like, "Hey, you guys hiring? You guys hiring? Hey, I'd love to come work for you." And she, I think she finally just got tired of me asking. It was like, you know what? Fine, yes, fill out an application. I'll see what we can do. And and then I got hired. I got hired on there. So I was there for oh eight months a year, and kind of got got the feel for the industry. That was my introduction started making getting to know everybody making acquaintances right learning all the products and everything and then i moved from after about eight months or a year or so being there natasha left and she told me she's like hey i've kind of got an absent owner the owner at the time would literally just come in for like 30 minutes after the store closed do the books and leave and she's like if everything wants, if everything's going downhill after I leave, let me know. I've got enough connections in the industry. I can get you a different job. And she actually ended up hooking me up with Matt Abara at J and J Fine Liquor. There, at, uh, Tyler and Twenty First and Tyler First. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so she was expecting the business to start failing in May's there. <laughs> yeah, uh, she. So she owned the business for about 10 years, and then she sold it but stayed on as the manager for however long after that. And when she left to become a realtor, she she, she had a feeling. Let's, let's call it intuition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, Very good intuition, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. so I left there and I went to work at JJ and Matabara was just phenomenal. And he's probably the best boss I've ever had. He was the owner. Yeah, he was the owner. Him, him, and his dad, Lou, and. I got to know more of the sales reps from Standard, um, and I've I got to know the other ones through Glacier, which is another company, LDF, who does Miller Coors, how Schwann does yeah, Bud. I've seen those LDF trucks driving around, or not trucks, they're little vans usually, white yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. Um, so at this point, you've worked at a liquor store for like a year, and then you go to this other one, right? Yeah. And you've been dealing with um, sales reps the whole time? Yeah, um, I've gotten an, uh, got to know them pretty well. Anytime a sales rep would come in and make his pitch, I always tried to make it a goal to listen in, mm-hmm. listen, listen to the pitch, learn about the products. Just oh, uh, so you were developing like yeah. in your mind, like yeah. I'm gonna be doing that one day. Yeah, you know, maybe not at the time, but you know, I loved hearing about the products. I loved, you know being knowledgeable about it because i mean so they were somebody, bringing in... somebody comes in and it's like hey do you have a recommendation on a bottle of wine or a whiskey or you know what's what's a good vodka or a good beer mm-hmm. and the worst thing you could possibly say is i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know go uh go figure it out Look yeah at, google it yeah google <laughs> hey i've i've googled some stuff a few times like you know well i hey. you know i know what's i know what's a good product but i don't necessarily know what type of food this product goes with or you know what what's a good you know mixer to mix things up with right you know here let's google. hey there's nothing wrong with google oh, stuff i i love google if it weren't listening into us constantly <laughs> i would be all about it there's nothing wrong with googling stuff but everybody hates when you walk into a store yeah, and especially if you're like you and me, and you're like, "Hey, what's something you would recommend?" And it's a kid on their phone. They're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, yeah, go look over there on the shelf." Huh? Yeah, how many times? How many times have you walked into a place and you actually needed help and you couldn't? Oh, it couldn't happens find quite somewhere. often. Oh, yeah. every day. Yeah, especially if you know what you're talking about and they don't. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever walked into a place where you're like, and you know your bourbon, or let's say you know your beer real well? Yeah, and you go and you're like, "Do you guys have any?" Uh, cream stouts or milk stouts and they're like what they're the ones working there they're like mm-hmm. i had a i had a guy like, am i the weird one i had a guy come in in like december looking for irish style beers and mm-hmm. i was like well other than a few year-round beers uh it's not really the right type of season for products and he's like yes it is you don't know what you're talking about i was like um, okay um <laughs> all right i'll go here let me uh let me go ask my boss i go back in the office my boss goes yeah it's it's not that time of the year it's like december goes, we're out in march that's what i told him why don't you go talk to him he goes yeah. out and tells him same thing guy guy tells the <laughs> owner he goes yeah you you don't know what you're talking about either. You're wrong. Okay. Leaves. Hey, if you can find them, you know, go Come. go ahead and buy it. I I would gladly. Yeah, we're not trying to ruin your <laughs> night, you know. No, I mean, other than, you know, the one beer or a handful of beers that are 
produced year round. Most beers are like Guinness, maybe. Yeah, so yeah. Guinness, Smittix. Uh, Smittix is good. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are a couple of our beers. And if you're looking for an Irish beer or an Irish ale, those are going to be the two that you usually find year round. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for something like, I, 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 I St. Patty's say. Day, yeah, something. Stuff. Most stuff around St. Patrick's Day is going to be released around St. Patrick's Day, of course. And there's going to be limited and seasonal releases. That same with pumpkin beers, yeah. All that you're not, not going to find a pumpkin beer in February. No, I mean you might from the previous year, but you probably won't find it in like June or July. I don't want to find it ever. <laughs> <laughs> you're not that basic. Not that basic. I, you know, I've never been a fan of pumpkin. I'm not bagging on people that like pumpkin, no. but my opinion is, if it was that good of a flavor, mm-hmm. it would be year round. Yeah, it's true. There's no chocolate season. There's no vanilla season. That's fair. Those are good flavors. Yeah. They don't have a season because people want that shit all the time. Yeah. Pumpkin comes around and everyone's like, oh, pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin. Well, why aren't we drinking it all year? Yeah. I get it. It's a seasonal pilgrim thing. I'm just being... Hey, you know, <laughs> that's the other thing with, like, peppermint. You know, getting into true. the Christmas season, peppermint's the new big thing. That's true. If it's not pumpkin, it's peppermint. If it's not peppermint, then it's something else. It's, yeah, and... No, I get it. Lemonade and stuff, that's summery, oh, right? Yeah. But, you know, if it's that good of a thing, we're going to make that shit all year. Oh, yeah. I I agree. <laughs> you know, uh, Truly Lemonade's made year-round. It sure is. <laughs> it's uh, November right now, and we're drinking Truly Lemonade, so. No one's like, that's weird. If we were drinking pumpkin beer and it was March, people would be like, what the hell? You know? Yeah, I had an, I had an account today joking around <clears throat> with them. I was like, yeah, well, you know what? I gotta get in this uh, Modelo and this Corona display. How about we move some stuff around and do that? And he goes, "This, this isn't May. This isn't this, this isn't it's not Cinco not, de Mayo. Yeah, this isn't Cinco de Mayo. Come back, uh, come back then." Yeah. And I go, "Well, hey, at least it's not seltzers." And he goes, "Don't even try selling these seltzers." <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Just uh, one of those super old school guys, huh? Just yeah. Ha- seltzer hater. <laughs> yeah, he's just just a salty old guy, but right. you know how it is. Um, with Mexican beers, that's an interesting one because you do think of summertime when you're thinking of like a Corona. or a, Exactly. But there's got to be a market for those during the winter too because Corona's big thing is find your beach. Exactly. So if it's freezing outside, find your beach. Get somewhere where it's, you know, maybe come to Mexico. So I was thinking about it today, and um, so Modelo in my territory is the number one, my number one product in the area. Is it really? Yeah. And Corona's the number two product, followed by Truly at like number four or five. Wow. So it's hard to believe that people aren't drinking these. And I mean, all across Kansas, Hispanic beers are... Um, huge, like, is it is that uh, unique to Kansas, or is that something no, that's happening everywhere? That's he- happening everywhere, all yeah. all across the country. Um, import beers, Corona, Modelo, those two specifically are on the rise, and I think I'm actually not really sure why it is. I f- I feel like it's huh. a lot to do with you know the community and everything that drinks it, but. It's also 
good beer. Like maybe we have more people from Mexico and yeah, stuff got, coming to the United States. It's probably depending on where. I mean, obviously but, depending on where it's at. Because if you're up in say, I don't know Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. You might not necessarily be Hispanic heavy, but right. out in what you know Western Kansas, that's where they're solely going to be. Sure, know, Hispanic heavy. Yeah, and, you know you're not going to find truly out there. Do you or, think it's? Do you think it's just Mexicans drinking Mexican beer though? Because oh no, no, like more and more in my adult life, I've been drinking more Modelo than I've ever had in my life. Uh, you know? yeah. I don't since, remember buying Modelo when I was 21. No, I think I think people are trying it. Yeah, and people are branching out from their go-to from their go-to Bud Light. Yeah, people are very brand loyal. And if you are brand loyal, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I feel like why why eat pizza every day when there's, you know, Mexican food, Chinese food, you know, other there's spaghetti, there's all these other things out there that are just as good, if not better, than. Well, you picked a bad one. To, though, oh, I know. You could obviously, eat pizza every day. I, obviously, I could, I could eat pizza every day. I was just going back to our <laughs> little pizza comment. No, I get it, man. That makes perfect sense. I mean, why, why drink the same, you know, stale, old, gross Bud Light? Yep. No offense to Bud Light. <laughs> hey, but why do that every single day when you you could mix it up and get a you know exactly Mexican beer in there? And I think I think people are people are trying it. People are branching out and. The, it's it's growing. The numbers numbers there they've shown us that it work and it's it's growing. It's continuously growing. So you get to see like all of that stuff, don't you? Then yeah. So we've got at work, well, we've got our ability to look at our products and the growth and split it up either by state or by territory or whatever and what's gaining more popularity yeah. and what's kind of faded yeah. away and you know i'm not going to be the sales rep that says you know every product we have is growing exponentially you know everybody loves every single thing we have no we have products and we have the ability to see how they're trending and where the market's going do you have any say in products that you want to keep using or discontinue using? Like if you if you notice that there's a trend going on where Truly Lemonade all of a sudden is not ga- getting popular yeah. at all. Yeah. Are you able to of say course. like, you know, I don't want to represent that anymore? Yeah, we so we still sell those products, but I have the ability to go into an account and be like, hey, look, we tried this product out. It blew up for a while, you know, it's still trending, but it's died down some, but it's still growing. Mm-hmm. You can keep it, you know, obviously depending on the product and be like, it's still growing. The market's growing. People are still wanting it. It has slowed down, but it hasn't stopped. I think you can either keep this, but let's downsize. Maybe let's, let's go from like a, you know, a 10 stack display to like, a two stack display and bring in something else. Oh, okay. Or, so that's a thing too, yeah. then where you're like, we don't, instead of having this big giant display in front of Walmart, yeah, exactly. we'll make it something smaller. Yeah. Or in, say, a liquor store, I've got the ability to go in having a little bit more personal connection with this person. Like, hey, you know, 
we brought this product in. It's not doing as well as we had hoped. Let's sell through it. You know, do what we can, sell it, discount it, whatever. So that's a big part of your job is yeah. having these conversations yeah. with people, especially if you become like good friends with them almost mm-hmm. as a sales having, rep. You'll having be like, hey. those tough conversations is one of the downsides of the job, but you at the end of the day it's it's about the money i'm here to make money they're here to make money and it's a job right yeah Yeah. that's the ultimate goal is to make money yeah and you're not going to want to be like hey i'm just here to take your money i'm going to screw you over let's bring in five (laughs) flavors of this dog right let's bring in pumpkin beer all year hey yeah yeah screw you yeah and then you're sitting on a pumpkin beer the year later and it's out of date and you got to buy it back. And some reps will be like, mm, no, I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> What's your daily life like as a beer rep, beer sales rep? Oh, that is. What do you wake up and do? Do you go to an office? No. So I wake up and it's it's really nice. I love my job because there is very little oversight. And that is one of the hardest things it I had to adjust to. It was hard? Oh, yeah. Why? So going from a job where, you know, you've got a supervisor or say, I'm sure you ought to know. You ought to be able to relate to it. you got people that check in on you. You report to somebody that's always there, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you fuck up. Somebody's seeing it, you know. Somebody's watching your break, how long you're off on on break, right? So in my job and with my company, when I started out as a merchandiser and even now as a sales rep, there's little oversight. I've got a boss, but he's off doing his own thing, right? If I'm where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing, that's awesome. That's what they care about. You know, if so, say, you're not you're not showing up and like clocking in, and they're watching you all day. No, yeah. So you clock in when you so as a merchandiser, uh huh. You would clock in when you got to your first store, your first business, and you would help unload the truck, put the product away, you know, leave to the next business, uh, do the same thing over and over, and then. When you're done at the end of the day, clock out, go home. As a sales rep, since I'm salaried, I don't clock in. I'm constantly working. A lot of the times right. I'm working from home on my iPad. Which can be good you know. and bad. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. you're working overtime, you're not getting paid extra. Exactly. But so I wake up uh, usually about five, just because I'm in the habit of doing that uh, from being a merchandiser. But Can you explain real quick what a merchandiser actually is? So a merchandiser is the person that goes into grocery stores or liquor stores and puts the product away. They fill the coolers. They fill the shelves. They build the displays. They make sure everything's tidy, nice and neat, looking <clears throat> good, and then they leave. So not to get off topic from your daily routine, but... When you go to a liquor store, or let's say you see a, a beer truck at a liquor store and it's unloading a bunch of Bud Light and a bunch mm-hmm. of Bud Light products, is that a merchandiser that's only selling those certain products? 
because I was always under the impression, I guess, that if you're the store owner, you just say, I need this, 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 and this, and a truck shows up and brings it all. So Is that not the case? It all depends account to account. Smaller accounts won't always get a merchandiser. Um, and, I mean, it really depends on an account-by-account account basis. So some places actually do just fill out a sheet and says, yeah. I need I need Bud so, Light, Coors Light, Miller Light, yeah. Sam Adams, Truly. And they call those respective uh, distributors. Where, distributors, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they call the distributor, hey, this is what I need of your product, and they place the order, and then it gets delivered. So bigger stores will you know, do the same thing, but they have a sales rep come in, either write the order or go over what products are going off sale, what products are coming on sale, you know, what's new, you know, what's being discontinued, those sort of things. Um, so you're almost like a middleman between the liquor store and the supplier. Yes, that, exactly. That says, okay, this is what's hot right now. This exactly. is what we can do yeah. for you. This is how we can increase your profits. That's what you're. That's what you are. Like at the at the gist. Yeah, I'm. I'm going into these accounts, and while I'm trying to pitch them on new or things that I think will better their business, I'm asking them at the same time, "What is it I can do for you?" Um, so you're you're almost an advisor. Exactly. Right. Yeah. We. So I just had this training a few weeks ago, and we're not. Oh, how I'm trying to I'm trying to remember how my the guy training me put it. Uh, he's like, "You are business business consultants." That was business the term. consultants. Yeah, we are business consultants. That is the term that he used, and he's right. I mean, we're we're not order takers. We don't just go in and you know punch out. And order, right. hey, you need this many cases to, you know, make you through, get you through the weekend. Mm-hmm. We're in there. We're looking at the business. We're looking at the products, looking at the numbers. Hey, these numbers are down. Why don't we try and swap it out for something that's going to do a little bit better? You know? Yeah, that's cool, man. That's that's really cool. That's like uh, I had a crop consultant on a while back. His name is Alan Benjon. Shout out to Alan Benjon. Yeah. And he explained how he did the same thing almost for farmers where they have a crop, they have this, you know, certain crop that they plant yearly or whatever it is. And he comes in as an advisor and says, well, you're doing this wrong. You need this kind of fertilizer on it this year, blah, blah, blah. Same concept for liquor stores, right? Yeah. Or not even liquor stores, but grocery stores and stuff as well. Yeah. You're the guy that goes in there and says, okay. This is what you need to do better. This is what's hot right now. This is what can make you a little bit more money. Yeah, and at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Is it's it's about the money. So you might have these bigger chain stores like Walmart um, or Dylan's saying, "No, we don't want these products, or we're not going to have these displays." We just want and, the standard old yeah, stuff. Yeah, standard old stuff. And it's like, hey, that's great, but. You know, you might be out X amount of dollars if you stick with that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what you could be making 
and this is what you are making. So does that drive you crazy sometimes when they're like, yeah. nah, we don't care. Yeah. And you're like, no, seriously, look at the numbers here. Yeah. We could make oh. you this much more money. Yeah. And I'm I'm still <laughs> I'm still fairly new at this, so I'm I'm getting in that's the tough part for me is talking about the numbers. because uh, I'm not really a numbers guy. I'm a I'm a people person. person. I'm 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 there to build on those relationships and you know, hey, you know, let's do this, you know. This is what I think is going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? And so this is a what lot you like. You're in your own. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say. In a lot of the times, it's oh, uh, look at these numbers. This is the, you know, this is the trend, and this is the market forecast, and you know your dollar amount, and you know this is what your profit's going to be. And for me, that's going to take a little bit of getting used little, to. Yeah. <laughs> one of those things you kind of got to grow on a little bit a little bit yeah but you're in your own element when you're just sitting there one-on-one with the person oh, yeah talking. absolutely you enjoy talking to customers oh i i love it i so that was that was what made me want to get into this industry mm-hmm. it's so i feel like alcohol gets bad rap and it does you know it's all about how you how what you do with it how you use it Right, just like anything else. Whether yeah, use it on a podcast. Yeah, use it on a podcast. People don't care if you're an alcoholic right? if you use it on a podcast. <laughs> hey, you know, it's only if you're drinking alone. Right. Or, wait, no, I did that. Which I had to I had to make a thing here where I'm not drinking alone so that it looks okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, no. But <clears throat> I feel like alcohol gets better at me. Right. I feel like it brings people together. Say you're out at the bar, right? You go to drink your sorrows away or whatever. You're sitting by yourself. You're lonely. You're depressed. You hear people laughing. You look over. Guys sitting next to you being loud and crazy. You know, I've seen you do that a time or two. <laughs> and he, you start chatting him up. You develop that, that little personal connection with him, mm-hmm. right? You get to chat and you find some common ground. And the next thing you know, you guys are buying each other drinks and boom, you become friends. You have a new best friend. Right? Or, you know, <clears throat> saying somebody's somebody's sad, you know, buddy just died. Or, you know, somebody got laid off from work. Mm-hmm. You go over to the friend's house and you bring him a bottle of wine or a bottle of bourbon. You guys can sit there and connect connect exactly yeah you do it together and so you use it as a it's it, it can be a tool in that sense right? exactly yeah so i think it's it brings people together it's it's a it's a tool to help i guess help people socialize yeah socialize there and you it, go i think it might be the, the oldest socializer in the world too right exactly how long have humans been using booze to a long time? Very, very long Longer time. Longer than we know, probably even know. Oh, yeah. You know, them, them cavemen are trading fish and well, beer's whatever. Well, <laughs> beer's the oldest recipe in the world. Oh, it is. You know? And Jesus turned water into wine. Mm-hmm. He you didn't know. just do that because... No, no. No, won't. I mean, if you if you think about it, you know, they weren't back... Back in the biblical day, biblical days, so yeah. they're not drinking to get drunk. They're drinking to socialize, to celebrate. Sure, you know, you it was a celebration. A, yeah, you have a, a wedding. You have a wedding, right? 
you don't want your friends and family to run out of celebration. That'd be everybody. You know, you know how the mood changes when that happens. Oh yeah. When we're like, oh no, we're out of booze. Yeah, I've been to a a wedding a time or two, and that has happened. And even when you're at your buddies, the mood. Even when you're at your buddies, and it's getting late, and you're like, oh no, there's no more beer in the fridge. Liquor stores are closed. That's when Jesus came in and said, I got (laughs) you. Well, I guess I'll I'll call it a night, guys. I know it's only like 5.30, but I guess I'll just go home and get some housework done or something. Yeah, Housework is more fun drinking, too, by the way. It makes time go by faster and makes things seem a little bit better. So you like to look at it as I'm representing booze now, and I'm, I'm making it better. I'm making people view it in a better light. I'm more about... Money. Connection. <laughs> hey, the money is great, but it's those connections, those interpersonal connections you make with these people. And I can't tell you how many people I've met in the industry over the years, and they've I've become great friends with them. Even you know coworkers. I've worked with a lot of people over the years, and I can't tell you how many people I want to talk to outside of work at all. Really? But I got into this industry and specifically my job and there's people i i'm i feel like i'm the guy who's like why is this guy talking to me <laughs> it's like 6 30 at night why is he texting me yeah leave me alone dude but i'm like hey man yo what's up you know what's going on blah 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 we got a buddy adrian adrian martinez that i work with and even though we're no longer in the same position i'm still texting him and i'm like Dude, what's going on, man? What are you doing? Right. Oh. You build those lifelong friendships yeah. from this kind of stuff, you know? Exactly. So to get back to your daily life that you were talking about earlier, are you, and you don't got to get down to like brushing your teeth like Brett Mater did the other day, <laughs> but Jeez. are you just driving around to places then? Yeah, I'm, I'm going, so my territory is Hutch, McPherson, Oh, man, I've got Mound Ridge, Heston, Sterling. I've got that that whole area. So I go out. Like, I even go out as far as Marion. And I go as close as Haven and Beeler. Um, so I basically have a list of accounts that I have to hit on a certain day for their next order. Mm-hmm. They get, we do uh, next day delivery or whatever. So it's Monday for Tuesday, you know, Tuesday for Wednesday, that sort of thing. So you'll wake up and you'll ha- you'll be like, okay, I gotta get, I gotta hit yeah. these places for sure today. Yeah. So I hit these accounts. I've got a list of accounts that I have to hit for sure. And I drive to the first account. You know, go over to the order or write the order depending on what it is. If it's a little gas station, it's usually in and out. Just write the order what they mm-hmm. need. If it's a liquor store or bigger account, I, I'll go. I'll write the order and go over things with whoever's in charge. If it's the store or store owner or the grocery manager, mm-hmm. um, let them know um, what's going on for that day or that yeah. week. Um, if I'm writing the order, I let them know what I what I ordered. You know, kind of or. Like, hey, you know, I'm ordering this for this display. Uh, or if they write their own orders, I'm basically just going in, hey, is there anything I can do for you? 
kind of, you know, these are the products that are going off sale. This when they're coming back on sale, Mm -hmm. uh, that sort of thing. And then I move on to the next account. And then after I have that list of those certain stores done, I can either work ahead, you know, hit more stores for the next day so that my next day is a little bit easier. Or so you I have the flexibility to, like, kind of plan out yeah. your own day, and you can make it as short or as long as you need to? Exactly. Yeah, so I'm – there's days the last couple of weeks I've started at 5 a.m., and I've gotten done at, like, 6.30. Mm-hmm. And there's days in the past where I've started at 8, and I'm done by noon. So it really just kind of depends on what I have to do that day. And pre-planning is really important in our in my position. In a position like yours, yeah. having everything in order the day before or whatever it is, is oh, yeah. super important to your job. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you sell your job to some kid out there right now that wants to, that's looking for a position or looking for something to do? Or maybe they're working at a liquor store. Well, we are constantly hiring at Standard Beverage, just in case anybody does want to get into that position. Uh, we are always looking for merchandisers, and it's a great job great pay great benefits everything um what's the most appealing part about your job you think for somebody out there that maybe doesn't know what they're doing it's the flexibility flexibility yeah you're kind of your own boss in a certain way you are your own boss in a way i so i was training a merchandiser before i got this position and one of the things he asked me he was a little bit worried about you know Oh no! I've I, I broke a bunch of cases on my you know, first day. What if I fuck up and I get I get fired? I go, dude, this job is the hardest job in the world to get fired from. Show up, do your job, and, and don't don't kill anybody. Like <laughs> I mean, don't tell be, your boss to fuck off. I mean, depending on who your boss is, you can tell uh-huh. them to fuck Unless off. Unless it's you. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, I told a, I told my merchandiser. I go, dude, I've, I was the merchandiser before, and there would be times when I'd have to put orders away, and I'd be like, why in the hell is this guy ordering this product? You've got five cases in the back. Like, mm-hmm. why would you order four more? And that's why I told him. I go, let me know if I'm fucking up i go if you ever see anything that you're kind of like why are you doing this let me know he's like okay yeah man and i'll i'll be i go nah dude just straight up tell me what the hell's going on why why are you doing this and i'll 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 explain my thought process to him which i've got an awesome merchandiser and he does a great job and i'm pretty good about letting him know and he's he's like okay uh, i won't i go dude don't pussyfoot around. <laughs> like, if I'm messing up or you're seeing something I'm doing say wrong, it. let me know. Yeah, yeah, just say it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of broken cases and stuff, if you break, like, one bottle in a case, what do you guys do? Do you repackage that? you take it home? No, so we get our money back on it. We ship it out. So if a... You ship it out? Yeah, we, we'll ship it back to the You don't take the it supplier. home? No. You should. <laughs> no, no, we... We don't do that. So we've got a warehouse, right, that we ship everything out of, all the trucks leave, and they've got a big old pallet full of damaged stuff. And at the end of the day, we will wrap it back up and ship it up to our Linux warehouse, and they go and ship Somewhere. it off back to the 
somewhere some guy's getting that beer. Oh, you know. Yeah, I, no. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, you know, those are one of the, the perks. So one of the things I told people, uh, Clayton, Alex Simon, when I got them hired on at Mays, I was like, dude, it's not the best-paying job. You don't get a liquor store job for the money. You get it for the fringe benefits. And, you know. Right. It's, it's, those, so when you get into a little bit higher position, like merchandiser, a, or, merchandiser sales or sales rep, rep the, the pay and the benefits are already there, but then you got those kind of, those little bit of benefits on top. Those under the table benefits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it is. Cool, man. Well, do you have any last shout outs or anything you want to say to anybody or do you have any plugs you want to give for social media or hmm. anything like that? So if anybody's looking for a job, trying to get into the industry, we are always hiring. I would say to go on to standardbeverage.com and submit your resume. We don't really have any formal applications, but if you submit your resume, we're pretty good about, uh, I can getting that in. I can put your website and everything on this video yeah. too. If yeah, people go want ahead to click and do on that. It, man. Yeah, you do that. If they have social media or if they have a website that people can click on and submit their app or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're uh, if you're in the Hutchison area, you should check out Egbert Liquor as well as DJ Liquor. Those are two of my liquor stores, and they both are awesome. Great accounts, great people. Roy Freeman is the man. So is Mike Dick. He is the owner. They are both the owners of each respective counts, and they are just awesome. You want me to plug them, too, in the description? Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. I'll put them in there. All right. Yeah. You got any last questions? I don't think so. Is there anything left for you to say? <laughs> Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, dude, for sure. I got a lot of insight today on the different kinds of booze and how liquor stores are stocked. I never knew about all that. Yeah, it's a... And I never knew what those little white vans were that were pulling up when I'm in there buying beer that say LDF on them or whatever LDF, yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are probably people filling... Those are people like I, I do sometimes who have to drive a whole bunch trying yeah. not to drive their own vehicles. <laughs> drive the company car, <laughs> not your own car. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Well, thanks for coming on, Ryan. I yeah. appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. And cheers. Thanks, man. Cheers to some Trulies. Ooh.